good morning, Chapel Roswell. I am Kristen Hyden. I'm one of the pastors here, and I am so glad to be with you this morning as we close out our series on generous living. Over the past few weeks, we have considered what it is that God is so generous to us, that God's love and God's grace flow freely and generously in our lives. And we've asked, what then can be our generous response to God? We've noted that, that generosity is more than just what we do with our money, but it's about a way that we exist in this world, about being ready whenever and wherever to give more than is asked of us to give more than is expected or required or even needed. Eric started us off a few weeks ago talking about generosity in our heads. How has God's generous love transformed our thoughts and our minds and our attitudes and our perspectives as we live in this world? Then he took that great leap of faith from head to heart and said, how is God's generous love overflowing within you? How is God's love making you feel and then express that love out in the world? I love what he had to say last week. He said, God's love overflows from our hearts so that we can live our lives the way Jesus lived so that we can take the same posture that he did. And that posture was down on our knees, washing the feet of our neighbor. And so that brings us to today, as we continue to look at how God's love flows freely and generously into our lives, we receive it with our heads so that when we go out and encounter the world, we don't do so with quick judgments or reactions, but we take a moment to, to pause and to remember that this love that flows generously in our lives also flows generously in the lives of everyone we meet. That we receive God's love in our hearts so that it flows through us, reminding us of God's love and then taking that love out into the world. And so that love spurs us on to go and to do, to live out this love and how we encounter the world with our bodies and with our hands. With our hands, you know, there's just something about our hands. Our hands can, can tell a story. They maybe can expose a little bit about us, maybe more than we would like to sometimes. Our hands can, can point to our work. Our hands can point to our loves. Our hands can point to our hardships, our struggles, our scars, and our wounds. You know, there's just something about our hands. I remember my grandmother's hands. So strong and yet so delicate. 
Her fingernails were always perfectly shaped. Her fingers were so slim, I could barely fit her rings on my pinky finger. But you put a tennis racket in her hand, and you better believe that grip was dynamite. You put a pencil in her hand, and that cryptoquote in the paper did not stand a chance. Together, our hands crumbled the bread to make Thanksgiving dressing. Together, our hands splashed in the waters of Lake Hartwell. Together, our hands shared a great big high five after a Georgia Bulldog win. Do I get to go dogs? Anybody? All right. Thank you. And together, our hands squeezed one another's backs with each embrace. There's just something about our hands. A few weeks ago, the kids and I had just come home from school and work, and we dropped all the bags at the door and went into the family room, and my son, Harrison, who's two, looked at the TV and said, Shrek, Shrek, Shrek. Well, it had been a long day, and I thought, yeah, sure, a movie sounds great right now. <laughs> so I said, sure, go ahead, buddy, and he went over, he got the movie out of the case, he put it in the DVD player, we watch a lot of movies at our house, um, and uh, Popped it in and we got the movie started. I plopped down on the couch and he climbed up next to me and he, he looked at me and he said, Shrek, mommy. I said, yeah, I know, buddy. We've seen it a billion times, I know. Um, and then as he snuggled up next to me, his hand reached over onto mine. I mean, everything else just faded away in that moment. His sweet, small, little innocent hand just resting on mine. There's just something about our hands, right? Our hands can love and our hands can hurt. Our hands, they can worship and our hands can condemn. Our hands can embrace and our hands can exclude. I imagine what Jesus' hands might have looked like. He really didn't live to be that old, but I doubt that his hands gave away his young age. Rugged, strong. He was trained as a carpenter by his father, and so I imagine that his hands wielded the tools of the trade very readily. Yet as his ministry began and and he began to travel and live an almost homeless existence, I imagine his hands became covered with a layer of dirt and grime and dust. More than could just be washed away with a simple wash before a meal. His hands bore scars and scrapes, and yet they were always willing and ready to reach out, to embrace another's hand, to rub mud on the eyes of the blind man and restore his sight, to stick his fingers in the ears of the deaf man and restore his hearing, to touch the back of the woman who couldn't stand up straight and allow her to rise, to touch 
the man that was so sick, no one else would dare touch him. And yet Jesus does and brings healing. Jesus' hands who were quick to embrace the children that the disciples wanted to send away. Jesus' hands who would then be nailed to a cross. So strong, so rugged, and yet so tender and kind. There's just something about our hands. And so we, we consider our own hands. You can look at them, it's fine. We consider our own hands, right? What are we doing with our hands? What do our hands say about who we are? Is this generosity that we've received in our heads and in our hearts, is it translating to the works of our hands? Well, we turn this morning to the New Testament book of Acts. And we get a glimpse into the hands of the early church. The book begins with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and then follows the journeys of Peter and Paul and all those early leaders of the Jesus movement. And we begin to see how they experienced God's love with their heads, how they felt it in their hearts, and then how they expressed it with their hands. So as I read from Acts chapter 2, and as you listen along or as you read on the screens, I invite you to imagine the hands of this early church community. Hear now the words of Acts 2. The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the community, to their shared meals, and to their prayers. A sense of awe came over everyone. God performed many wonders and signs through the apostles. All the believers were united and shared everything. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. Every day they met together in the temple and ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. They praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. And the Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. Well, could you picture it? Did you imagine the hands worshiping together, praying together, sharing together? and inviting together. This early church community, they, they experienced God's love and grace flowing freely into their lives and into their community and into the world. And then they experienced the even more generous pouring out of God's Holy Spirit within them and among them. And so they did the only thing that they could do. They gave thanks. They lifted their hands in worship and they said, thank you, God, for this generous gift. 
Never could we have understood the, the depth of your love for us. And now we have it, and it is overflowing from our heads and from our hearts. And so we lift our hands and say, thank you, God. And so they worshiped. With their hands, they worshiped. Together in community, they worshiped. And then flowing from this worship, they began to seek after God. Because they knew that because God was so generous, there was always more. Always more to seek after, to learn, to grow into. And so they listened to the teachings of the apostles. They discussed with one another what it was to be followers of God, followers of Christ. And then they devoted themselves to prayer. Because they knew that just as God is generous with love and grace, so is God generous in listening and responding when we pray. And so they seek after God. With their hands, they pray. Together in community, they pray. And then comes the hard part. They take what they have received, and instead of hoarding it as their own, they share it with their community. United, they share everything. Instead of closing that grip in tight on everything that they could claim is theirs, they open their hands and extend their arms and they share. We read that, that they shared their food with gladness and simplicity. Now that's something I think we can all get on board with, sharing our food, yes. We, we already do that in our community, right? We invite people over into our homes and we get joy out of setting the table before them. We often bring meals to a family that's just experienced the birth or, or, or the adoption of a new baby because we know that they need to use every bit of their energy to take care of that new life and don't need to worry about cooking, and so we help them out. Or we prepare a meal for the family that is grieving because within their grief, they don't remember that they haven't eaten for two days. And so we make a meal, and we bring it, and we share it. Just last weekend, members of, of our church and of our community gathered downstairs with, with hairnets on and oversized plastic gloves to package meals for, for Rise Against Hunger that distributes these meals to school feeding programs across the world. We carefully measured out the rice and the soy protein and the vegetables and put it all in a vacuum-sealed meal. Sharing with gladness and simplicity. We cut and dice, we, we saute and fry, right? And we share a little bit of what we have. But this community 
does even more. We, we are told in the scriptures that they would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. Their hands were extended and open until what they had shared was not enough. And instead of throwing up their hands with no other choice, no other options, they went back to what they still had and they took it and they shared more. Because they knew that this community could not go on if even just one of them was without. If even just one of them was experiencing scarcity instead of abundance. Because this kind of community, it goes beyond potluck dinners. It goes beyond having the same beliefs or or the same core values. This type of community is what in the Greek we call koinonia. This deep Christian community that pairs friendship and fellowship with a deep regard for each other's physical well-being and each other's spiritual well-being. And because that is the kind of community they wanted to be, the kind of community they were called to be, they shared. With their hands, they shared. Together in community, they shared. And then finally, because they knew that this type of community wasn't something to be protected, wasn't some sort of exclusive club, they opened their arms wide and their hands invited others in. Come and see this new type of living. Come and see what God is doing. Come and experience God's generous love. Come and wash in God's abundant grace. Come and receive God's eternal forgiveness. Come, everyone, everyone, come and live in God's goodness. Come and we will embrace you. Come and God will embrace you. So they invite. With their hands, they invite. Together in community, they invite. Worshiping, praying, sharing, and inviting. This is the work of their hands. As they have believed in God's generosity in their minds, as they have felt God's generosity in their hearts, now they live it out with their hands. Now, was it always this perfect? No. <laughs> No, we continue to read in the book of Acts and all throughout the New Testament how the church and the community fails to live into this type of generosity. And that is what happens when we as a people start to live with the mindset that scarcity rules our lives instead of abundance. When we start to live in greed 
instead of generosity. Because when we allow the Holy Spirit to move within us, when we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, we begin to remember and we're brought back to the truth. Whenever we come into a space and a place of worship and we lift our hands, we remember. Why am I doing this? Oh yeah, because God has been generous with me. And then we bring our hands together in prayer and then the floodgates just begin to open that when we give God just a little bit of our attention, God pours it out and pours it out and pours it out. And then following our prayers, our, our grip on life begins to loosen, even just in the slightest, so that we can begin to, to let go of what we think we need and release it to God. That we can begin to let go of what we think we have to hold on to and we can share it with others. And then once we do that, well, it's all over then. <laughs> because then how can we not reach out and invite others into what we have experienced? To say, I know it's hard. I know this life and this world has treated you badly. But if you will lift your hands, you'll be reminded. If you'll pray, God will pour out. If you will open your hands, just loosen them just a little bit. You'll be reminded of the generosity, of the love and the grace that flows freely. And then you'll bring others in. Come and experience, come and see, come and feel, come and be transformed. Head, heart, and hands, forever changed by God's generosity. Will you pray with me? A holy and gracious God, Lord, we are so thankful for the ways that your love and your grace flow freely and generously into our lives and into our community and into this world. God, we pray that we will open our heads to allow your love to transform our minds and our attitudes and our perspectives in this world that you will open our hearts to be transformed by your love, that that love may then overflow within us and out from us so that we may live as Jesus lived and that your love that we believe and that we feel may be translated into the works of our hands, that we will worship that we will pray, that we will share, and that we will invite each day of our lives 
your generosity lived out in our lives, in our community, and in our world. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.